Welcome to the Beyond Mom podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Well, hello and welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom. This is Randy, your host and founder of Beyond Mom. I'm psyched that you're here because we're going to dive into a juicy and meaningful conversation today with my friend Dana B. Myers. Hi, Dana. Hey, Randy. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. So Dana is my friend. We kind of met sort of online <laughs> and sort we're of online friends. We're online yeah, friends maybe. originally, um, but honestly have become like real friends. And we got to hang out at Soul Camp this summer in person, which was amazing. As I've gotten to know Dana, I've known that she needs to be a guest on my podcast. So we're here today and I'm psyched to talk about all kinds of interesting subjects that I just know are on the minds of moms and women alike. And those are subjects like sensuality, sexuality, intimacy, sense of self, and how that all goes into those subjects. There is not a woman out there that is not on some level exploring these subjects. So let me give you a little description of Dana, and then we're going to dive into this conversation so we can just get into the meat of it. So Dana is an award-winning product developer, entrepreneur, author, and media personality. She's the founder of Booty Parlor. She's changed the lives of thousands of women by inspiring them to boost their sensual self-confidence and create sexier, more satisfying relationships. She's known for her frank yet empowering style. I agree with that just even as a friend. And Dana helps her clients reclaim the power of their sensuality and sexual satisfaction through coaching and live workshops. Her advice and her booty parlor products have been featured in all kinds of media outlets. And she has published two books. First was the official booty parlor Mojo Makeover, Four Weeks to a Sexier You, and most recently, The Mommy Mojo Makeover, 28 Tools to Reclaim Yourself and Reignite Your Relationship. So that's the book that is sitting next to my bed and is the one that Dana has been touring and talking about and is obviously dear to my heart because we're really talking about the mom experience and where our sensuality lives in the middle of all of this lunacy. So, <laughs> so Dana, obviously you can give us a sense of, you know, why this work, but I want to kind of ask you to start in the deepest place, which is why is this work really important for a woman who may be a mom, maybe a business owner, maybe juggling quite a lot in her life and might just put these deeper, more soulful, sensual parts of herself on the shelf? Like what's the deal and why should we be paying attention to this now? That's a great question. And thanks for the introduction. I think that I often describe my entree into motherhood as being thrust into an identity crisis overnight. You know, one day I loved my pregnancy. I knew who I was. I had a sense of self. I, my sex drive was awesome, even all the way through my pregnancy. 
I had a flourishing career and then I had a baby at 3.33 in the morning and then the next day everything was different. And I'd never experienced a loss in my sex drive before. I'd never experienced such an identity crisis. I'd never experienced such resentment in my relationship. I had never experienced a pulling away from my desire to work. I'd never experienced all of these things. And so then you're thrust into this process of learning to care for another human being and changing family dynamics in your relationship. And so obviously, and your hormones are crazy. So obviously sex and sensuality just naturally takes a back burner. But I think what happens for so many women is that they never put it back on the front, you know, of their mind, of their bodies, of the relationship. And then all kinds of yucky things start to happen. You lose confidence in your body. You lose that kind of new relationship energy and sexual chemistry within your relationship. And I think you can become a little bit flat if you're not paying attention to your sensuality, if you're not nurturing it. And I call it getting stuck in the mom zone right? Like we become these amazing mothers. We're like, we're such good moms. I'm such a good mom. I'm killing it. What about all the other aspects of your life? What about, you know, I always describe sex and sensuality as this playground where I just get to be a woman, where I get to explore myself, where I get to express myself, where I get to release the stress. And it really is play. It's a very joyful space. And as mothers, we need joy. We need turn on. We need excitement so that we can refuel and keep giving all that we give. So I think that that's probably the nugget of why we need it so much is to stay connected to ourselves, to stay turned on and filled up with energy so that we don't start to resent our children and our partners for all the giving that we have to do. I would like to think that we're in a new wave of, you know, women's empowerment that we're encouraged to explore those parts of ourselves. But would you say that we're still kind of in a little bit of a cultural struggle about a woman's permission to explore those parts of herself? I do, especially, you know, women of a certain generation, you know, we're getting the permission now or it's becoming more mainstream to feel empowered and have permission, give yourself permission. But, you know, if you're sort of 30 and up, you may not have necessarily grown up with that. And I think it, you know, it's also a sort of a freakish time right now, you know, with these messages of sexual empowerment and sexual entitlement, but also these messages of me too. And it's a confusing time and moment. I think that even the most basic way to begin is just at home with yourself and tuning into your desires. What are my desires outside of motherhood? What are my desires for pleasure with myself and with my partner? And even just starting in the most basic place and giving yourself the permission even before doing anything about it, you know, taking it on as a new mission in your life is a really good place to start. Yeah. So walk us through you know, basic like the steps, like the tools. Yeah. And then I want to talk about this playground. I it's love my that. It's favorite playground. <laughs> it's actually like a really funny sort of metaphor for what we're talking about because playground is like a place where we take our kids, but actually we That's need right. our own playground. So This is the adult playground. Yeah. Oh. Bum, bum. Well, no, look, I mean, look, the most basic tool any mom can have for reclaiming her sensuality is to masturbate, you know, is to take 10 minutes a week and hashtag masturbate, hashtag <laughs> masturbate, hashtag self pleasure, hashtag I love my vibrator. 
look, I'm very honest about my self-pleasuring practice. And especially as a mom, it is like, that's my number one choice for self-care. Like, yes, I need my yoga. Yes, I need my good food. Yes, I need my sleep. But if I'm giving myself orgasms, then I'm feeling really good all week. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, Dana. Like there's some moments we're going to get hashtag honest. There's some moments that I think about it. Like, yeah, that would feel nice. Or yeah, that would feel like a release. But I'm just like, and I'm too tired. Like, I, like there's that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So here's the mindset shift, right? Because to awaken and reawaken our libidos and nurture it, we work on the physical, we work on the mental, we work on the emotional. And that's the mental shift that must be made which is you feel that little spark. Maybe you saw something that turned you on. You feel that little spark, but then your mind goes, the couch feels really good, or wait, I'll watch a show, or actually I got to run an errand, or that's going to take too much effort, and you let it slide by. But in that moment, if you can consciously shift and say, this is a choice, not a chore. This pleasure is a choice, not a chore. Giving myself pleasure is an opportunity to connect with myself, to love my body, to heighten my libido so that I might have more sexual enthusiasm for my partner. So it's an opportunity, not an obligation. And it's a choice instead of a chore. And you literally just say that to yourself. This is a choice, not a chore. Why am I passing this up? Am I really that tired? Am I depressed? Am I crying? Am I late for something important? No, you've got five minutes to lay down with an amazing vibrator, breathe, connect with your pussy. I hope I can say all these words on your podcast. And, and, and <laughs> X-rated. No, just kidding. It's X-rated, hashtag X-rated. And literally lift your energy, express yourself in the most human, honest, basic way. And then the rest of your day becomes amazing. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're really yeah. talking about here. We're not talking about like something that we should all be like, ha ha ha, blushing. We're talking about the choice to unleash a more calm, a more empowered, a more happy individual that's very much right. inside of you. And these right. little choices and these little moments can kind of set you on that path to be that. That's right. So if you have a moment with yourself of self-pleasure and then you go on with your day and maybe you work some or you run your errands, when you're running your errands, your energy is going to be in a dramatically different place if you had an orgasm with yourself than if you just plowed through your day, going through your routine, hitting all those mundane moments of motherhood, right? But instead, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that felt really good. And then you've got this inner smile. And then someone notices that and flirts with you. And you're like, oh, my God, the world has changed. This is amazing. And it really is. It's this very subtle shift that creates, like, epic changes in your life. So what would be your next tip after that? Well, you know, we talked about this earlier. It's like, are you having enough fun with your girlfriend? You know, and not just like talking on the sidelines at the soccer field or, you know, having glass of wine at a play date. It's like, are you having enough grown up fun and kind of challenging yourselves as a mom tribe to unleash your inner vixens together? You know, it's like, Can we harness the power of community, right? Because community is the most important thing in motherhood, right? Don't do this on your own. Can you harness that power of community to actually peel back the layers of this being in the mom zone, right? Can we get out of the mom zone together? And what does that mean? 
Does it mean having a, you know one too many cocktails? Does it mean going to a sexy you know dance class? Does it mean going out and saying, "Hey, we're gonna flirt tonight, like as a pack. Let's be a pack and flirt." Like reclaiming that sense of fun. Motherhood's so hard, and it's. I mean, look, of course, it's so joyful. Blah blah blah. But really, it's just so hard. Yeah. So I took as. A lot of my followers know I took a trip in June with my best friend to Paris, and it was so good. I mean, one, just like feeling lightweight, like I'm not schlepping 50 pounds of stuff, and I'm not feeding 50 snacks to people. We know which people. (laughs) You know, I'm not like thinking of everyone else before myself. Like it was, I felt so free. And then just like walking around my favorite city in the world where I have so many memories, many Mm. of them very sexy. Sexy memories. Uh, Sexy memories. And remembering and drinking too much wine and laughing with my best friend and like it just felt so good and we have to find versions of that for ourselves to remember the woman yeah freedom is very sexy and I think we forget about it you know we forget about that experience of walking around with unlimited unstructured time right before we had kids and that freedom fueled us what we saw fueled us and now it's like we're really stuck in the house quite a bit, right? Doing bedtimes. I mean, I used to walk around New York City and flirt with strangers and stop and look at art and just wander, you know, exchanging energy with the world. And then suddenly you have kids and you're like, oh, okay, I'm doing the same thing every night. This sucks. You're exchanging energy with the same people (laughs) over and over. Yeah. And like, I don't want to do bath time. I'm sorry. I'm a good mom, but I don't, it doesn't stimulate me. It doesn't excite me. It makes me feel trapped. So finding ways to reclaim freedom is like a huge libido booster. Yeah. So let's talk about the sexual experience with our partners, because I think that's where a lot of the stuff comes up. And yes, it entirely starts with yourself, your individual experience. But I think most women can relate to, well, phases of time that are different and where it can be a struggle to connect with your partner um, sexually and or sensually, because I think they're related and different. Yeah. You know, and then moments where like you find it and then like moments where it kind of goes again. And I, to some degree, my philosophy is that a relationship is like a living, breathing thing. So like you're going to have that inherently, but I do think that it requires a certain commitment and work and presence to really cultivate a healthy, ongoing sexual relationship, especially after kids. Totally. Go ahead, Dana. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think the first thing before you can get to that place of inputting, right? Putting in, working together, co-creating this sex life that's elastic enough and flexible enough to last us for the next five decades, because that's really what we're looking at, right? I think the first thing that you have to kind of work on is removing the resentment because you can't be, you know, resentment is on the opposite side of the spectrum from attraction, right? And you have to be actually have any kind of attracted, you have to have attraction to your partner to have any kind of real sexual enthusiasm for them. Otherwise, it will feel like a chore. And I find that in parenting, especially in the first few years, a lot of resentment builds up. 
you might not even know it, but it's this kind of internal fuming, like, why am I the one always packing the lunches? Why am I the one arranging for the babysitters? Like, why does he just get to walk out the door? But I'm making all the arrangements for everything before I walk out the door. Like, it's these little kind of niggling things that can really build up to a big pot of simmering resentment. And so I always, you know, in working with women and couples, I always like say, okay, where's the resentment here? Because we can't get you back in the bedroom unless we clear it and start helping you meet each other's needs. And the resentment goes both ways, right? It's not just the women resenting the men because a lot of changes happen in a relationship and men also feel like a little left behind or they can. They may resent their partner because they feel they're playing second fiddle now. They feel that they are initiating sex, but always getting rejected. So it has to go both ways. And really, it's just identifying what needs aren't being met and then asking for the help in a way that the other person can hear. And that is not, can't you just take out the garbage? Can't you just smell how disgusting it is in there? It's, would you take out the garbage, babe? It's like a really subtle change. When I first started using this tool of saying, would you, will you? and making really brief, indirect requests, I could not believe how often I was marching around the house in a fume of resentment and frustration saying, could you, can't you, could you, can't you? And it's this really subtle shift. Would you, will you, gives your partner the opportunity to help you. It's a request to be your hero. So I always say, like, air out the resentment and listen in return and just ask for your needs to be met. Ask for the help you need. Ask for more appreciation. I'm always telling my husband, hey, would you just tell me like that I'm a great mom? Would you tell me that like every day? And he does. And that makes me feel good. It makes me feel acknowledged. So you got to clear the resentment. And then as far as getting your actual sex life back on track, I'm a very organized person. And so I have applied, and this is all in the book, I have applied my organizational skills to my sex life to create a framework for creating consistency and frequency and variety because I feel like there's so much going on with the kids there's so much chaos there's so many moving parts and pieces of orchestrating family life that if we don't apply a framework to our sex life it just doesn't happen if we wait for desire to strike us like a thunderbolt after a long day of parenting like that's just not going to happen so I really believe in planning for sex okay so what does that look like what does planning for sex look like Okay, the real honest to God's truth is that every Sunday night, as I look at my week, as I set up where I need to be for work, self-care, for mothering, for cooking, all this stuff, I also look and I see, okay, where am I masturbating? Where am I making love? Is it a quickie? Is it, do I want to do something fantasy and fun and try to bring in a new erotic energy this week? What's on my mind? What do I want to play with? Is it a long love session where I can get the kids out to my mom's house and we've got four hours in our own home to really explore and play and also have lunch and also have a walk? And, you know, so it's like I look at my weekend, I pencil it in. And then sometimes I tell my husband, okay, Thursday night, you and me. Sunday morning, got the whole morning. So that he can also have anticipation and we can flirt with that anticipation with each other all week long. Sometimes I don't tell him because I want that sense of spontaneity, but I still know. And what that allows is it allows me to plan to show up. It allows me to know, okay, Thursday night, we're having sex. That's a busy day for me as a mom. So what do I need to transition my energy back into being a sensual woman? 
So I'll ask him to do bedtime on Thursday night. And while he's doing bedtime, I'll come and take a shower. I'll stand in front of my mirror and I'll dance with myself. I'll have a glass of wine. I'll read some erotica. I might look through my lingerie drawer and say, what do I, what's going to make me feel sexy tonight? I might look through my sex toy drawer and say, what do I want to play with tonight? I have this new fun thing that I'm doing where it's like, I call it fantasy light, right? And it's really just inviting new erotic energies into our sex life. And it's really simple. My husband will be like, so what, what do you feel like tonight? And whatever comes to my mind. I'm, one time I said, well, let's wrestle. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. But what it was, was it was like the energy I've been watching glow on Netflix, right? And the energy of like wrestlers. I wanted that physical contact, that playfulness, almost like a little bit campy. So I was like running across the room and like jumping on him on the bed. And we were just colliding, wrestling and, you know, playing with each other in a way that was very different from your standard kissing, touching, penetration routine. Another time you said, okay, what are you in the mood for? And I just said, I want you to pet me like a cat. And that simple phrase set up this whole beautiful, sensual and sexual experience of being pet and massaged and, and attended to, you know? And then things just lead from there. So it's like, how do you infuse creativity? Well, it can be really simple. It doesn't have to be costumes and craziness. It can be something simple as, I want you to pet me like a cat. Or let's pretend like it's the first time we met. Or let's pretend like this is the last time we're ever going to be able to have sex together. Right? And suddenly, you've got new emotions. Right? And suddenly, you're inviting in a little spark of that new relationship energy. I believe in putting it in a framework because then you show up and then every week you're like, what's on deck this week? This is so interesting. I have a few questions. Yeah. One, you can't always assume, and I've learned this within my relationship, you can't always assume that your partner wants it when you want it. I totally. mean, you know, I think there's like, there's this piece of like, you can be hyper organized and you can plan as much as you want, but yep. like there's the other side. There's somebody also who has a ton of work and a ton of pressure and, totally. you know, needs to sync up. And so like, how do we work with that too? Yeah. Mismatched sex drives or mismatched schedules. How do we get our energies to align together? Well, I always talk about the four words that kind of underpin this philosophy that I have of planning sex. And that is priority. Okay. We both are making this a priority in our lives. Planning okay, let's plan together, right? Let's set a date, follow through, let's show up for that date and flexibility. Hey, even though we've made it a priority, we've planned for it, we're showing up. Maybe you had a really shitty day at work and you cannot muster. Okay, we allow for that flexibility. We intend to follow through, but we have to allow for that flexibility. And you know what? Maybe you feel pressure. Oh, I'm actually not really in the mood tonight. But what if we just laid down together and talked, you know, maybe in a half an hour, we'll both feel like it, or maybe we won't. And that's okay, too. And then you can say, all right, well, let's just back up. Maybe let's pick this up Saturday afternoon. I'll book a sitter. Let's try again. You can also, you know, if you're the one who tends to show up more, but your partner is a little bit more erratic in their energy, you can ask them, hey, listen, you look at your schedule and tell me when you think will be a good moment. I'll rise to the occasion. I'll plan to meet you there, you know, and put some of the onus on them. It doesn't have to be all on you. Absolutely not. 
I love that. I think that's great advice. The other question I have is around the voice. You know, you talked about like even being able to say what you're looking for, like pet me like a cat or, you know, whatever these are, these expressions of what you want. I think a lot of women struggle to even like the expression itself can feel so, how do I even say that? Yeah. It's like your throat gets tight and you can't say anything. I think a good place to practice is when you're self-pleasuring. Practice breathing and sighing. Practice moaning with pleasure. Practice using your voice as you build your orgasm. And, you know, you're going to be self-pleasuring. You probably have privacy, right? And really practice using your voice as you orgasm. That's a really good place to start is to get comfortable hearing your voice with yourself. Now, when you're actually making love, right? Or when you're trying to express this new erotic energy that you want to bring in, you can do a couple things. You can practice, right? You can actually practice in the mirror saying things like, that feels good, right? It doesn't have to be crazy, dirty talk. You can just say, that feels good. I want more of that. Then you can build on that. It feels so good when you touch me like that. Then you can get more specific. It feels so good when you're touching my ass in this way. Like you just keep practicing. And if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're practicing, you're kind of giving yourself the language and the tools to be more confident to say it to your partner when you're live and in the moment. Same goes for bringing in these new erotic energies, right? Like this is what I kind of do all day, you know, in and out. So for me to be like, let's wrestle or pet me like a cat. Like I just say what comes to mind at this point, you know, (laughs) but think about it during the day. Think about what do you want to try? What would inspire you? And get the language, right? You're thinking about it. Maybe you write it down. If you feel too shy to actually say it, you can write it down. You can give him a note that says, I want you to pet me like a cat tonight. He's going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Are you serious? And I think that once you try it, You know, it does take a leap of faith if you feel shy. It takes a leap of faith, but the payoff will be worth it. The intimate bond that you can build by being vulnerable and giving your partner the opportunity to hear you and meet your needs, as you see that bond get stronger, your confidence to express yourself will grow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Like, it's the willingness to be vulnerable. But once you go there, even as you, like, experience that little bit at little bit at a time you're just like wow this is what it means to go there and like this is how I feel about my partner about myself I think like that to me is the heart of it Mm -hmm. absolutely and it is being vulnerable to look how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your partner but I think the flip side of living in a sexual routine that is maybe somewhat satisfying, but you have that feeling of, oh, this could be more. I want it to be more. Or even just a wonder, could this be more? It's worth the risk. It's worth putting yourself out there. And again, it's like, you know, I'm in my 40s. I hope I live into my 90s and that I'm married for another 50 years. That's a long time. Like, I got to get creative. And you know, the kids are going to leave. The kids are going to leave. And so what's left? Well, I want our emotional connection to be strong. I want our financial connection to be strong. My husband and I work together. I want our sexual connection to be strong. I want our friendship to be strong so that when the kids do leave, we don't look at each other and go, oh, wait, who are you? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? See you later. Like, I don't want that. So I feel like putting in the work now 
especially during the difficult years, the little years, you know, when the kids, it's so consuming. I feel like all that work and effort and energy and intention will pay off. I hope so. And I think it will. (laughs) I I mean, I would want to be married to you, Dana. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I also feel that my sexual enthusiasm, like, help balance out all my other crazy shit that my husband has to deal with and that he does he rises to the occasion to deal with all my stuff and it's always like a give and take right totally I feel like a better woman I feel like a more fulfilled woman when I am paying attention to myself in a sensual way when I am filling myself with pleasure I'm more fulfilled and it takes two fulfilled people to have a fulfilled relationship. Yes. What kind of positive effects have you seen in the people that you work with? I'm sure you've seen some pretty amazing transformational stories. You know what? I think that, yes, yes. Not to say that you're like in their bedrooms, but I'm sure that you've heard people come back to you and share the the growth. Yes. You know, one thing that I love is, is just seeing women's reactions to being given the permission to talk about this area of their lives. As much as we talk about fitness, food, fashion, kids, work, it's like, oh God, I feel lighter. Wow. You're thinking the same thing too. You have the same problem. It's almost like you see women shed a lot of weight and baggage and inhibition just by giving them the permission to talk about it. I see a lot of happy husbands. I've got a lot of happy husbands. I see a lot of moms just remember who they are as a sensual woman, right? Because we all kind of get lost behind the mothering role at certain points, right? And it changes all the time. But just to see women remember, oh, wait, I do have a libido. I do get turned on. This is a part of me that's fun to play with. It's nice to see women remember that. Yes. That's awesome, Dana. So tell everybody where we can find you, where we can find your book and like cool stuff you have coming up next. Yeah, totally. You can find my book at themommymojomakeover.com. I'm actually giving it away for free there. I just asked people to pay for shipping and handling. So if you want a free copy, you can go to themommymojomakeover.com. If you're not ready for the book, I've got a guide to better intimacy with just a few more tools like the ones that I mentioned here. Just little actionable, practical things you can do. And you can find that at dmitymyers.com slash smartmoms. I'm in the process of building out my new online course, which is like a huge download of all my best information and tools. I'm shooting dance videos and yoga videos and stretching rituals and like some really amazing stuff. And that's going to be coming in the new year. But really, you can just find out everything about me at my website, which is DanaBMyers.com. And it's M-Y-E-R-S. Okay. Awesome. Dana, thank you. I am like... Thank you. I mean, I love you more than I did when we started this conversation. (laughs) But such great information, inspiration for all of us just to not ignore this part of ourselves and to just in any way that we can bring it back into our daily, weekly flow. It's It really is critical. That's right. And what you just said is super important. It's not about becoming some crazy sexual vixen. It's just about integrating sexuality into the reality of your life as a mom. 
Yes, exactly. So thank you again, Dana, for being with us. And for those of you who listened today, thank you. Feel free to share this episode with your friends who might be exploring their sensual selves right now. And definitely head over to the Beyond Mom website. Be sure to leave your email there because that's the way that you're going to be able to follow everything that we have going on, whether it's events or retreats or podcast episodes or anything that you don't want to miss. The newsletter is the quickest and easiest way to know about all things Beyond Mom. And until then, continue to take amazing care of yourself and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.